0: This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Reverend Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. In the name of Jesus, amen. Your friends in Christ, what a winter we've had, huh? Warm, then cold, then warm, then cold. Hardly any precipitation. Hardly any snow that's had to be shoveled or removed from the church parking lot. Until now, as we get to the end of February, maybe an ice storm, maybe some snow this week. But we know the truth. Even if it snows, it won't last long. We're almost to spring. We're several weeks after the groundhog has seen his shadow. Soon it will be warm. Soon the sky will be blue. We'll be outside in our shorts, enjoying the warmth and the beauty of spring. Now, for a lot of us, what does that mean? It means garden planting time. Here at church, I know there's been people talking about, what are you going to plant in your garden next year? Where do you get your seeds from? Which plants are you going to put where? It's time to start thinking about those things. Time to get the garden ready to be tilled. Time to get ready to put plants in the ground. Living here in Nebraska... We know what that means, too. Outside of the city limits, there'll be countless farmers putting beans and wheat and maybe just a little bit of corn in the ground. Even if you don't have a vegetable garden, even if you don't have 160 acres, maybe you'll put flowers in the front yard to display God's splendor. The time for planting will soon be here. What a great blessing then that at this particular time of the year we have today's gospel lesson about a sower who went out to sow his seed, a planter that went out to plant his seed. It can't help but remind us of what Nebraska farmers and gardeners and flower gardenists will be doing soon. Putting seeds in the ground with big tractors and machines. And yet there's something odd about what happens in our gospel lesson this morning. Did you notice it? At my house, we have a garden in the backyard that we'll till up. To plant. But we don't plant any seeds in the driveway. We don't plant any seeds on the roof. We don't plant any seeds in that back corner behind the electrical boxes where the pile of bricks has been sitting since before we moved in. We only plant seeds in the good earth. But in our gospel lesson for this morning, that's not what the sower does. He doesn't just throw his seed on the good soil of the field. The sower throws his seed on the road. He throws his seed on the rocky places, which in Israel means hundreds of feet of bare rock. He sows his seed in the weedy places that traditionally never grow any crops. In our gospel lesson for this morning, the sower throws his seed in every conceivable place, even those places that don't deserve to be planted. It's kind of odd, isn't it? If you were a farmer, would you waste your seed? Back when I lived in North Dakota, they always had fundraising auctions. And some of the things that were most heavily bid on were bags of corn seed. Because it was much cheaper to pay an exorbitant price at an auction than to buy it from a seed buyer. Seed is expensive. Knowing that, would you plant it in places where it wouldn't grow? Would you plant it in places where maybe it would sprout, but then quickly die? Of course not! Have you ever seen a tractor pulling a planter down a gravel road planting the seed well maybe not on purpose anyways how about on interstate 80 have you ever seen a farmer try and plant interstate 80 it would be a waste of seed it would be a waste of time it would be hard on your equipment have you ever seen someone try and plant corn in a shelter belt or in a flooded river bottom or in a swampy patch. No. You never see farmers plant where they don't have a reasonable expectation on a good return from their effort. And that's where Jesus is different than all of the other farmers and planters. Dear Christian, he is the sower of our text this morning, and the word is the seed that he sows. And do you see what Jesus does? He sends his word out everywhere. He even sends his word out into places where it won't take root. He even sends his word out into places where it will be choked out and killed. He sends his word out to places where it will be trampled underfoot. He sends his word out to all the world, north, east, south, and west. And everywhere in between. Jesus sends his word out abundantly, plentifully. And that, dear Christian, is the good news of this morning's parable for you. I mean, the truth of the matter is... You aren't the perfect wonderful loamy tillable soil that you want to be are you? You are sinful. You've gone against God's word. You gossip you steal if you think you won't get caught and nobody's looking you destroy property you put others down hardly without thinking about it you hurt your neighbor you ignore the one in need You love your stuff. You hate the people around you in the world. And if you doubt that you hate, think about all of the famous politicians you see on the news. I bet you'll find one, at least one, that you do not like. You lust after those around you to whom you are not joined and bound in God's gift of marriage. You do terrible things in the darkness of your own home. You curse, you swear, you lie, you sin. That's the reality for all of us. We sin. And in that regard, we are like the rocky soil. In that regard, our faith stands to be choked out by weeds and desires of the world. In that regard, we may be trampled underfoot. In that regard, our roots are shallow and we stand to shrivel up and die. There's not a lot of hope for us, if we see all of our sin honestly, there's not a lot of good news if we think about our thoughts and our actions day in and day out. But Jesus. Gives his word to us all the same. God so loved you, the scriptures say, that he deigned to give his holy precious word to you and for you. And I don't just mean words printed on a page, I don't just mean sound vibrations that come to your ear. When I'm talking about the Word, what I mean is that God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, to suffer, bleed, and die for your sin. He sent Jesus to take on your guilt, to bear it away from you upon his own shoulders. He sent his son, Jesus, to bleed and suffer, to forgive your sin, to wash it off of you, so that you would no longer need to be ashamed before God. God sent Jesus to the cross, to the tomb, and even raised him from the dead. All of those things done for you. God sent the word to and for you. And that is the reality that is recorded on the words of the page of your Bible at home. That's the reality that comes into your ears through the sound vibrations of the sermon, the liturgy, and the hymns. God gives you a word, a word that tells you about Jesus. He brings the word right into your ears here in this room in the sanctuary He brings his word to you, spoken by pastors who are themselves sinful. He brings his word to you through the beautiful scriptural hymns that repeat the words and ideas of God. He brings the word to you with water combined with it to take your sin away from you as far as the east is from the west. He brings His Word to you in bread and wine, bringing Christ's own body and blood for you to eat and drink for the forgiveness of all of your sins. He brings His Word to you so that you might live. God gives his word to you in the same way the sower of our parable throws it out everywhere. And by his word, God works faith in you. Not only does Jesus send out the word, he digs up the rocks of your sin by that word so that a good crop might grow He fends off the assaults of the devil just as the sower in our text would fight off the birds that sought to eat away the seed so that your faith might not be snatched away. He loosens and plows the compacted soil of roads that you have become even unaware of within yourself. The sins that you do automatically, his word breaks up so that you might have faith. Jesus plants his word in you. He does everything necessary to save you. all without any merit or worthiness in yourself. God gives his word to you to call, gather, enlighten, and sanctify you as a part of the Holy Christian Church. God saves you. By Jesus, delivered in the word to you. And thereby, with our parable this morning, it's on Jesus that our focus ought to be. Don't focus on the soil as if you could change yourself. To make yourself more worthy. As if you could dig out the rocks yourself. Have you ever seen a farm field throw the rocks out of itself? No. Have you ever seen a farm field shoo away the birds? No. No. God must do that work. Let him. Understand that he is working in the word. And be glad for it. Be glad that God has called and chosen you. That he has loved you that much. Dear Christian, a sower went out to sow his seed. He sowed it everywhere. And in the same way, God sends you his word preaches it into your ears. He sends it even to sinners like you and me. In the name of Jesus, amen. This has been With Intrepid Hearts Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. The words, With Intrepid Hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord where it is written... By God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately. By the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it.